historian, entrepreneur, and author Itai Tenenbaum is your guide for a behind-the-scenes tour of Israeli society and objective analysis of the key issues of the day for anyone who wants a deep and authentic look inside Israel. Welcome to the Inside Israel podcast. A young man walked down the main road of the Muslim quarter in the old city of Jerusalem. He passed a security stand near the Austrian hospice. The young man drew a knife from inside his shirt and quickly ran to the security point. He managed to stab and injure two border police security personnel before being shot dead. This occurred on the 17th of November. Five days later, Fadi Abu Shukdam, a teacher and terrorist, a member of the political wing of Hamas, pulled out a gun and shot dead Ellie Kay, a guide working for the Westerwald Foundation. The terrorist managed to injure four others before shot and killed by the security forces. The same day, 21st November, on the coastal town of Jaffa, a 67-year-old man was stabbed and injured. The terrorist was arrested. Two weeks later, on the 4th of December, an ultra-Orthodox Haredi Jew is stabbed and injured at the Damascus Gate in Jerusalem. The terrorist is shot dead. On the 6th of December, a security guard is purposely run over by a car. The driver is killed. And then, two days later, on the 8th of December, a 14-year-old girl stabbed and injured a mother of five. The young girl terrorist is arrested. Within three weeks, six acts of terror. Why now? Why did six terrorists, all acting on their own, without direct instructions from groups like Hamas or Islamic Jihad, decide to carry out attacks in such a short period of time? Perhaps I'm asking the wrong question. It isn't why now, but rather, why is there a calm every few months? Let's take a look. So, first of all, five of the six terrorists were between the ages of 15 and 25. Well, in this case, there was actually a girl, as I mentioned before, that was 14 years old. They knew that more than likely, they would die while trying to kill others. It is not surprising that these youngsters decided to end their lives as martyrs. They were exposed to strong incitement on social media, such as TikTok, WhatsApp, Instagram, and more. Studies show that many of these youngsters experienced either family issues and or were generally unhappy with their lives and often depressed. These people found a collective cause, hatred of Jews and Israel. I say hatred of Jews and not just hatred of Israel, and there is a big difference. Perhaps this will begin to explain the phenomena of why now. Again, why did six terrorists decide to carry out attacks in such a short period of time? Taking a closer look, one realizes that terror acts against Jews began even before the establishment of the State of Israel and have been carried out for almost 100 years. The anti-Israel incitement has always been laced with blatant anti-Semitism. Look, the Palestinian masses do not refer to Israelis as Israelis. As a matter of fact, they say, here comes Yahud, or here comes the Yahudi, which means the Jew, of course. During my service in the IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, I served multiple times, mainly reserves, what Israelis called Miluim, in Gaza and in the West Bank. As a matter of fact, I served there for years. In my role, I interacted with Palestinian population on almost a daily basis. They always referred to me as Yehudi, or Jish, which means army. Never did they say Israeli. It gets worse, much worse. Radical and even non-radical Muslim religious clergy, giving sermons or teaching in formal and informal settings, often refer to the Yehudi, or the Jew, 
as the son of apes and pigs. This is not a new phenomenon. It's been around for many years. But the incitement escalates as time goes on. The religious clergy also say, clearly and openly, that the Jews are the murderers of the prophets. As an example, to the Muslims, Jesus is a prophet. Not God, or the Son of God, or the Holy Spirit, but Jesus is a prophet that was killed by the Jews. Now, incidentally, most Muslims believe in 25 prophets. Most of the 25 belong to the tribes and people of Israel, like Isaac and Jacob and Moses and Aaron and Joseph, David, Solomon, Elijah, Jonah, etc. Jesus was the second to last prophet, and of course, Muhammad was the last. Although this is not an episode on theology, I do want to say the following. While most Western scholars, Jews and Christians, believe that Jesus died on the cross, Orthodox Muslim theology teaches that Jesus ascended to the heavens without being put on the cross, a God transformed another person, by the way, they say Simon of Cyrenia, to appear exactly like Jesus, who was crucified instead of Jesus. But in any case, the Muslim radical and less radical clergy preach that it was the Jews that wanted the death of Jesus and at least attempted to implement the plan for his death. Palestinian social media takes further steps to incite by using propaganda used by the Germans before and during World War II. The Israeli is always portrayed either as a soldier, the Germans didn't do that of course, or as an ultra-Orthodox Haredi Jew with a long nose and evil face, usually spilling the blood of innocent Palestinians. It's ironic that plenty of ultra-Orthodox Jews, Haredi Jews that is, do not agree with the idea of a modern Jewish state. Many of them are not Zionists. Some more radical Haredi Jews even object to the existence of the state of Israel. And yet, since they dress in the traditional Eastern European black clothing, or have peot, which is the paste, the sideburns, they too are targeted in acts of terror, which again is ironic. On the other hand, I, Itai, am a Zionist, and I love the state of Israel. For over 30 years, I have told the story of the Jewish state, toward many thousands of people in the old city of Jerusalem, the Muslim quarter in East Jerusalem. In all those years, as a civilian of course, never did I encounter any words of hatred or witnessed any violence. That is because I am not of the profile shown on the Palestinian social media. I do not wear black clothing or a kippah. I have no peot, peas. I do not wear a uniform. I do have a sizable nose, as my daughters often tell me. And then I tell them, my daughters that is, that it's a very sexy nose, and of course that's where the conversation ends. But seriously, my nose is no different than any other. As I said a moment ago, I'm not the profile shown on the Palestinian media or the social media. I do not fit the profile of those that are to be hated with a vengeance. Now, it's important to state that many Palestinians are not anti-Semitic. And they do use the term Israelis rather than use the term Yahudi, Jew. Especially the politicians from the Palestinian Authority are careful to say Israelis and not Yahudi. Also, many Palestinians do not feel a hatred of Jews. However, much of the Palestinian upbringing nurtures the hatred of Jews from infancy in both formal and informal settings at home and abroad. This nurturing of hatred continues into adulthood. If the Jews are indeed the sons of apes, pigs, and killers of the prophets, then there's a Jewish problem that needs to be solved. The answer given by Muslim radicals 
is an uncompromising holy war on the Jewish infidels. This correlates with the glorification of the ethos of the martyrs, a glorification of the afterlife in heaven. If you, the young Palestinian, once again, wage an uncompromising holy war, you will be rewarded in the life to come. Now, who's open to this type of a message, this type of anti-Semitism? Who will absorb enough hatred to go out and commit an act of terror? The lone wolf terrorist, again, the person that does not formally belong to a terror organization or is given direct instructions to carry out attacks, usually has a background in either an economic distress, a personal distress, a disappointed love, a quarrel with his father or mother, social humiliation by his peers, hopelessness for the future, and or great despair and frustration. Of course, the trigger to carry out acts of violence is also due to his or her perception of the Israeli occupation. They also feel a strong desire to contribute to their national struggle. Some of these lone wolf terrorists act as copycats, imitating other terrorists. Add to all of this an identity crisis marked by a generation gap, actually a crater, not a gap, that emerged between them and their parents. The older generation were raised in a culture of a patriarchal society. The father, the elders, decide about life and family. This is no longer the case. The young generation are at a loss. For these young Palestinians, it is better to die a shaheed rather than an outcast. It is their last honor on earth. What's more, they become heroes of Palestine. Their family status is elevated and even monetary funds are channeled to their families. This is where the Muslim Brotherhood organizations like Hamas and Islamic Jihad step into the picture. These groups are heavily present on the social media. Most of the social media propaganda given by this group is total fake news. Just a couple of examples. So for instance, there's a video of people in Gaza applying fake blood and wound-like makeup falsely linked by social media users to Israeli violence in Gaza. The footage is a simulation used by the French charity Doctors of the World in 2017 to train their doctors. It's just a drill. Heba Hamama, field coordinator for Doctors of the World in Gaza, told news agency Reuters, This simulation was done in 2017. It was concerning road accidents in Rafiach and Khan Yunus on the same day with more than 100 injured. A second example. Footage of two young kids hugging. Their brothers, they were injured by Israeli fire. Their brother thought the other had died. It is a heart-wrenching story. Only, it is a footage of two young kids, not brothers, from Syria that were injured in the Syrian civil war. A third example, a young girl kissing the face of her dead baby brother. On Palestinian social media, it was posted as happening in Gaza in 2021, and of course, the young baby was killed by Israel. However, the young baby was Yemen, and the death was as a result of the Yemen-Saudi fighting more than a year earlier than it was posted. A fourth and last example, dead Syrian children that were gassed to death by chemical gases used by Assad's regime in 2013 were posted as dead Palestinian killed by Israel in 2021. Fake news at its best, not even trying to conceal the original posting, not even trying to conceal the original year of posting, but what does it matter as long as the Palestinians believe it, then we're good to go. 
Now look, I gave you four examples, but there are literally hundreds of these fake stories perpetuating the hatred of Israel. Western world nations, countries like Canada, the United States, the United Kingdom, the European Union, and others, realized this game of incitement and violence and determined that the political wing of Hamas is indeed a terror organization. You see, Hamas, as well as Hezbollah and other organizations, used to play a double game. They would have a military wing that would fight, if you want, for resistance, and then they would have a political wing. And the political wing would be considered only a political wing. The world nations were willing to accept that, as absurd as it sounds, but no longer is this the case. The countries I just mentioned say to Hamas, stop the terror, stop the incitement. Hamas is not insensitive to world criticism. As a matter of fact, their funding can and is influenced by being defined as a terror group. Salah Haruri, second in Hamas, lives in Beirut, Lebanon, heads the strategy of spreading fake news, incitement, and convincing the lone wolf terrorist to carry out attacks. You see, Hamas counters the West by denying the use of incitement. They simply say, it's not us. It's concerned civilians that are on the net posting. And at the same time, they incite the lone wolf terrorist to carry out acts of terror. The lone wolf is not as deadly for the most part as would be a suicide bomber that has the full backing of terror organizations. The lone wolf isn't military trained. The lone wolf usually has a knife and not even a gun. However, the lone wolf has the same effect as any other terror, to scare the hell out of you. The lone wolf is the most difficult to apprehend. But there are ways of trying to fight and arrest this lone wolf terrorist. Now, before I go into that, let me just try to explain one other thing. In the Palestinian Authority area, in the area called the West Bank, one of every four Palestinians that has an academic degree is unemployed. That's 25%. Even those that are employed have no social benefits from the Palestinian Authority. There is no Palestinian leader in the West Bank that is under 40 years old. The average age of the Palestinian Authority leadership is over 70 years old. There's no leadership for the young Palestinians. The Palestinian Authority is therefore hated by the young Palestinians. There's no mobility in their society. It's almost non-existent to be able to move up in society. Social media serves many of these youngsters as an escape from the harsh life that they face. On social media, they see and hear horrific incitement, as mentioned before. You don't need masses to comply and believe the fake news coming out. It is enough that only a few of them listen and decide to carry out attacks. So how does Israel defend itself against this lone wolf terrorist? Israeli security forces are attempting to uncover the potential profile of the lone wolf terrorist. How do we try to understand the thinking, the mind of the young potential terrorist? First, we look at social media posts, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Telegram, TikTok, etc., We also try to determine a family status. Is the young person posting anti-Israel posts in deep economic despair or other types of despair? Now, this is tricky. The Israeli Defense Forces, if they actually are able to identify someone who they think may be a potential terrorist, will go into the West Bank, will go into the area of where they live and arrest these people. However, 
90% of those arrested are freed after a couple of weeks, mainly because you cannot establish an indictment from social media posting. And sometimes that creates more damage than success. The reason is because once the IDF goes into these towns, it creates tremendous anger. Often angry youngsters now seek revenge. On the other hand, the potential suspect was probably scared straight and might not post again and may not be involved against Israel. And so they need to take a closer look, the Israel Defense Forces that is, at exactly who they want to arrest. And again, it's a tricky game and you never really have 100% success. Israel also needs to convince the Palestinian Authority that it is in their interest to allow mobility of the younger generation into the Palestinian Authority and in the society at large. No doubt the most successful solution to terrorism is through the economy. Of all the Palestinians working in Israel on a daily basis, over 120,000 come into Israel from the West Bank on a daily basis to work in Israel and go back in the evenings. Of all of those working with permits in Israel, none of them have committed acts of terror. And so, perhaps Israel needs to think to allow more workers into Israel. We certainly have the jobs for it. The last example I'll give is one of countering the fake news. There are Israeli students and graduates, as well as international students, that volunteer and identify numerous examples of fake news. These students are able to use their own skills to block fake news. They also block some Twitter accounts of Hamas members. The students produce photographs, texts, and videos in many languages, including Arabic, in order to counter the fake news and they spread it out all over the net. They're not fighting fake news with using fake news, but rather they're blocking the fake news or exposing the fake news to the listener, the reader, and the viewer. The lone wolf terrorist phenomena will probably not go away soon, definitely not 100%. But Israel, as always, will find a way to overcome. If you like the Inside Israel podcast, please share with others. If you're listening on the Apple application, please give us a high rating. You can also hear us on Spotify, Amazon, and Google. Also, log on to InsideIsrael.fm where you can listen to all of the episodes. 